This episode of Love After Lockup Cray Cray does contain adult content. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Love After Lockup Cray Cray. I'm Kim, and I also think that Daniel's face tattoos are kind of gross. <laughs> and I'm Kyle, and I don't steal turds, Kim. Okay? <laughs> no, you don't. Also, Kyle, I am scarred from ever using a hotel blanket ever again in my whole life. Uh, Sheets only. Yeah. As someone who has had an Airbnb before, I my skin was crawling. It's horrible. <laughs> It's BYOB for me from now on. Bring your own blanket. You can uh, travel with an entire bedding set? Yes, I might. I might. After watching that, I very well may. Yeah. Um, kind of boring episode this week is my overall thought. Last week, I know we were on vacation. We didn't release an episode, so we'll, we'll get into the high level of what happened last week. But overall, this week, I, I woke up this morning, and I was trying to think, like, what happened last night? And I couldn't think of a whole lot. I had to rewatch right before we recorded. The proposal. The, the proposal from Jerry Springer, friend. That um, was, like, fake, though, right? It was really bizarre. And, I, yeah, blanket sex. Um, Lacey not having sex with Shane. <laughs> the quality in will forever be just different in my mind from now on the quality in was always stained in my mind <laughs> literally i could never stay at a quality in. why did quality in let their brand be showcased on right? this show because i feel like it is detrimental to the brand they need a new brand manager why do you help you we, why do you think we don't have any sponsors this week <laughs> <laughs> exactly we're um, talking about people like mounting each other in hotel rooms <laughs> fucking on blankets serial killers come and ziploc bags turd burglars i think you're giving him too much credit with the ziploc bag we are not we do not know for sure it was a ziploc bag she just said a plastic bag so this could have been some janky nasty like dirty trash bag that he grabbed out of the trash bucket in the prison bathroom i'm gonna throw up I know. I'm sorry. God. Um, also, can we both agree that Angela is definitely getting ghosted? Like Tony kept this up for two years for one shitty steak dinner. For and sure. He for is the money. never talking to her again. For the money. He's either 100%. never talking to her again or he fucked up and is going back to prison. Well, we had a really good theory on the Patreon Facebook group that... Um, one of his friends at the halfway house is going to call Angela and pretend to be the cops or the jail <laughs> people or whatever and say, Oh, he's gone back to jail, but really he's just free. Yeah. He's just out. <laughs> he never had to stay at that halfway house at all. That was like his cousin's house or something. <laughs> Very likely. All right. Um, the only uh, evidence I have this week is that Tracy appears to be free and her and Clint appear to be back together. They did a cameo. And also, um, John from Lacey, John, and Shane back in jail on drug charges again. I know that that's sad too. I, whenever it's just a drug charge, it makes me feel some empathy for the the person. He's an um, addict. Yeah, yeah, he's an he addict. That sucks. He needs medical help. Well, I'm sure Lacey's little thing didn't help. So anyway. Ugh, we'll get into Lacey. I don't think I've ever loathed anybody on this show as much as I really, really strongly dislike Lacey. She's so she's the one of the worst people. I mean, Michael, pretty terrible. But 
Um, Lacey is <laughs> one of the worst human beings that's ever been on television, I think. The the only di- so let's hop hop right into the trio. Like for me, the only difference between Lacey and Michael is that Michael committed a violent crime, like a violent carjacking, which just makes him a little bit grosser. But oh, of Lacey is like gaslighting both Shane and John, super manipulative, um, saying like you know when when we saw Shane at the at the breakfast place saying things like you know, you deserve better than that, the way that your ex-husband treated you. I'm like, yeah, I don't I t- think she does. I totally, I totally do. She doesn't deserve better. She's gross. So last week, we saw her, like, what really hit me was her reaction to seeing Shane for the first time. And she was, like, bouncing up and down like a 12-year-old, saying, he's so hot. Oh, my God. I was like, ugh, I just, I can't. Don't you have, man. like, 12 kids? Jesus. Two, right? Two or three? Yeah, At I don't two know. Two or three, like, I don't know. At when, when do you get over that type of reaction when you're raising children, wiping butts? Um, you know, that that type of bizarre immaturity. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, I, I know she loves her kids, obviously, but she's just putting herself again in a really strange situation that is not good for anyone involved here. It's so bad. And then she actually says out loud, she's like, I'm going to have to choose between them soon. Like, no shit, Lacey. Like, <laughs> w- duh. Like, did you think this through? Like, in two weeks, your fiance gets out. He's being paroled to your house, which I find very irritating that she's fucking with his parole. And right. uh, it, it, it's just like, and then she's totally gaslighting him. Like, well, you didn't call at the time that I told you to call. So that's why I didn't answer. It's like, stop it. You're now you're just a shitty gaslighter like i it was really tough to watch for me well in, engagement to these people is just like boyfriend plus one you know what right. i mean it's it it means nothing to lacy clearly the thing is she could have easily she could have been seen as not this huge villain if she had just not gotten engaged right right she, all she would have had to do is say like listen like i really like you but Maybe we should like live together on the outside when you're not in prison before I accept your engagement. And then even like dating two inmates, that's a little concerning, but it's not this morally horrifying thing if if she makes it clear that you know, I'm we're not engaged. And then and then dating both of them is 90% less bad, right? Oh, totally. If she were just like writing two inmates and kind of like talking to both of them it's not like she can you know physically cheat on these people like they're in prison so paroling to her house is the worst part i think that is the worst part to me and like this car ride like her and shane clearly do have some chemistry that's undeniable like immediately it seems like they already know each other so that was a little strange but Lacey was like offended that he wanted to get breakfast and she's like I'll be your breakfast but then later like this but she week, doesn't even bone him <laughs> she does she just like dry humps him and like and then yeah. it's like psych going to this adjoining room I thought it was going to be a Caitlin and Matt situation in the woods but apparently it was just too cold outside someone had a theory on our Facebook group that the reason that they got adjoining rooms was that either she could a she had a cam session she had to do, oh uh, b yeah. you know she knew that she wanted to talk to John, which I think is the logical reason, or c it was just a smokescreen so that they could 
really bang it out off camera so that she could have plausible deniability for John if it didn't work out with Shane. Oh, that's that's good. But I mean, John, like, let's say on camera, she never bones Shane and then John gets out and she decides she wants to be with John. I don't think that that's what's going to happen. But let's just say no, it's not Uh, that like that's still shitty. Like John still is not going to want to be with her. It's not great, but at least you're not banging it out on a blanket in the woods on camera. (laughs) I guess so. That car ride was just like cringy like who gets out of the car the phone call so and, strange <laughs> like if my husband ever did that i would be like what the hell is going on like unless you're planning a secret romantic trip to grand canary for me like you should not be getting out of the car this is so weird so i, wonder, I don't know. like he didn't even question it either i think that he's still in the oh my god i'm just out of prison and look this this cute chick is like driving me around mode but in his head he's obviously like what is she doing yeah he thinks that she is the most beautifulest woman that he's ever seen so well he hasn't had anyone touch his dick since he was 17 oh my god right when he was like the last time i had sex was four years ago i was like you were a a teenager (laughs) like he's 21 how old is Lacey? 28 30? Sorry, drinking coffee. Uh, 29. Okay, so he is significantly younger. They don't make the age difference a thing here. He looks well, older I than think 21. They're, mentally, they're about the same. <laughs> mentally? Mentally, she's 13. Yeah. Like, can we be honest? Okay, can we talk about, like, the breakfast scene when the waitress comes up and says, how do you want your bacon? <laughs> what would your response be to how do you want your bacon? Okay, listen. Cooked? Like... No. Kim... You're just not a bacon aficionado, clearly. Okay, <laughs> raw like family Jehoon? Like no, I don't no, know. No. no, there are two types of people in this world: people that cook the shit out of bacon unnecessarily and burn it to a crisp, and those that know how to achieve a perfect medium to to medium well, tough but not crispy like a chip bacon finish. Okay. <laughs> What if I'm sure had, that this establishment said, where they were is that type of... Uh, I, I actually think it probably is. They're in the South. Like, of course, true. they're going to ask, like, how you want your meat specifically cooked to perfection, okay? I just... If somebody what in if a restaurant had, what asked me... What if he had me, said, like, maple glazed with brown sugar, medium <laughs> well, you know? I would have respected him a lot more. I've just never told somebody to cook my bacon medium or medium well. Like... I have. I don't know. Is what what okay? So is the answer to that question crispy, or what, yeah, what, what's the I answer? Mean, I think it would just be either crispy or not crispy. But <laughs> I don't. Okay. I don't know. Got yeah, it. Yeah, I I my mom when I was growing up overcooked the shit out of bacon, and it was like a source of three like screaming matches between my parents because my father is a bacon three times a day man. He's like meat, potatoes, bacon. Don't overcook the goddamn bacon. And, I know, right? You know, it's a, there's, it's a subtle, there's a subtle art to cooking bacon. You know what I'm saying? I put it in the oven myself. That's a reasonable way to do it. Um, I mean, it's it's a little bit disgusting, but, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. It's easy, though. So at breakfast, he's just, like, taken aback by her beauty. Um, very strange. Um, 
They just, because, I mean, it's it's such a vapid conversation. All he says is, you're beautiful, you're beautiful, your eyes, your eyes, your eyes, your eyes, your eyes, blah, blah, blah. And this is boring. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I, I didn't have anything. I mean, not a lot happened this episode in general, honestly. I I don't know. I'm, are we shooting, I mean, are we shooting a porn tonight? <laughs> I'll be your breakfast. And then the hotel scene. So that poor, I mean... I laughed when um, they're in the lobby talking to the poor guy. You can, oh, you my can God. Tell, I just got out of jail. We want some private time. It's like, I oh, just man. got out of jail. I'm really excited. This clerk is like, oh, my fucking God. I'm going to have to clean up jizz. <laughs> I'm going to clean up jizz with a mop from two hotel rooms instead of one. <laughs> This guy is so upset right now. And he's got to be so confused when they then ask for adjoining rooms. Like, what No, that's what I mean. He's like, fuck. I know. They just want more room to just spread out and jizz all over both chairs. I know. Um, What else? He's... Did you think it was weird that he, like, was kind of naked in bed waiting for her, like, when she showed up? Why is that weird? I do that all the time. You're just, I mean, you're just, assu- just, you're just assuming the position. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm actually kind of surprised he wasn't standing up at attention. Like like Scott with a sock over his yeah, dick or a pan or whatever Exactly, it was. but without the sock. <laughs> and he might have she... had a more successful evening if he was ready to go, showing what he got. So let's, let's do a little role reversal here. Tony and Angela instead of... Lacey and Shane in this scenario. So, so you're making Angela's me waiting Tony. naked in bed. You're making no, me look, An- picture Tony in like hot yellow underwear walking out. Well, let's say he's in boxers and then he mounts naked Angela and dry humps her. And then he's like, I just don't think we should have sex yet. That's my That would move. be super mean, right? <laughs> That's my move every time to lock in the ladies. I just uh, because like I think I got my wife. I came out in some boxers <laughs> and waved my dick around inside my shorts, and then just left and went to another room. I just I just wanted to take the gender out of it and be like, okay, it's cool. If, like if Lacey doesn't want to have sex, then of course she doesn't have to have sex. But she really did tease him, right? I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm not really sure what the point was. I don't think you needed to convince him or. I don't know. Like she, she made it seem like this is how I'm going to really sink my claws into him. You know what I mean? Like it was a tactic to get him to really like her more. Um, I'm not sure it was exactly necessary. It wasn't. He already wants her like so bad. And I'm just, he's like, she says something along the lines of, I'm going to make him work for it. I'm like, well, like how, like what, what does that mean? He just got out of prison. You know, that he's, <laughs> what's like, he going to do? If this isn't frauden and they really didn't do it, like the second she leaves the room, he's whacking off anyway. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. A hundred percent. Any, I don't know. Not, not, not a ton happened with these two. I mean, they met, they went to the hotel and then they didn't bang. Do you have anything else to say well, about them? I, the only other thing that happened is getting kicked out of the clothing store. That was really bizarre. I just caught that this morning. I didn't realize that that like little scene, because that was one of those one, two minute interludes. Right. That was so uncomfortable because when they walk in, the store owner was like, 
oh that's so cool you just got out of prison this is like he looked like straight out which, of the book of mormon this guy like he was so like, happy and smiley why is that your reaction oh cool great didn't know what else to say i'm, and I'm then, so glad you're here but it's great to see how he turns because then he gets pissed. Like, yeah, he does. This should have been half the episode. I thought this was the best two minutes of the whole episode. He's like, get out of my dressing room. This is not happening in my store. You're not fucking in my dressing room. Get out. And yeah. he is pissed, which like I agree. Jay in the barbershop situation. I was just about to say, like, the barbershop guys weren't having this either. It's gross. He's going to have to sanitize that freaking... Oh, and there's dressing like room now. customers standing like two feet away. It's it's absurd. It's one thing if you give them like a a silent blowy in there or something, but they're like, ugh, ugh. It's so gross. There's like a whole like trope of people standing around. Like, yeah, there's like five feet away. It's not. It's not even a full door, and they're moaning and groaning. <laughs> it's so disgusting. I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, I forgot about that scene. That was good. Um, should we move on to Angela and Tony? Okay. Okay. There's not a ton. There's not a ton here either. Like I can already see the writing on the wall. He is definitely going to ghost her. Like they go to get this terrible steak dinner, which a ton of people reached out to me and told me they know of this exact restaurant. Um, (laughs) So I, I, you know, we didn't record last week and I had seen lots of talk about the steak. I, I don't know. It looked fine to me. It wasn't overcooked. It was just kind of like it had some weird kind of gravy on it, which usually means you're compensating for poor quality. But it just looked kind of gray. It didn't look gray to me on the inside. It was. I saw some pink. I mean, they didn't overcook the shit out of it. At least, I I mean, clearly not cutting on the bias though. (laughs) They didn't have like good steak knives, which triggered me. Among the meals that we have seen on this show, it probably was actually on the better end. I don't know. It just looked like a diner steak. You know, when they add gravy to a steak, that means it's like super mediocre. But it wasn't as... I expected it to be like a brick of mystery meat looking thing. And it wasn't that. It wasn't that bad. That's true. And there were actually like some beans and mashed potatoes or something with it. So, you know, it was okay. Yeah. So when Angela's like, can I sit by you? Like, what's he supposed to say? No? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> uh, no, stay over there. He could have made up something about the cameras. I'm I'm curious about this whole, we've never heard about, um, well, you know, what's interesting is we haven't really had many people that parole to a halfway house on this show. So I'm yep. not exactly sure how it works. This is a new a new field of study in Love After Lockup evidence uh, world. I'm curious if it's real that he can't leave the halfway house for the first week. Oh, well, I remember with the season one, there was the Canadian couple. Who knows? I mean, the laws in Canada are very uh, different, ca- but... Canada. they probably have like unicorns at their halfway houses and like the halfway house is in literally in like a maple tree with a maple (laughs) syrup tap on it (laughs) sounds lovely um but i i do remember that there were packages of cocaine to the halfway house (laughs) that does not seem canadian i'm not free needles We love you, Canadians. Okay. Um, 
Now I forgot what I was going to... Oh, I don't know about the rules of, of the halfway house. He could be making it up. It could be He could be buying time to like yeah. figure out how he's going to ghost her. But like he definitely... This is the other thing. Does Tony have anybody else in his life who could have picked him up? Because if he doesn't, he really like needed her to like transport him. Right. And does he need her now? He needed Probably a steak. Probably not. He needed a steak. Didn't have time for a blowy, clearly. I mean, I can't believe they got there literally at 7.20. Do you think that they just had them park on the side of the road to kill a couple minutes to increase the drama? Maybe. So Angela then talks to her friend Tommy. I really like Tommy. She's out on the farm. It looks like Tommy might have a farm, or I don't know if they're just in her trailer that happens to be on a farm. The most concerning thing about this entire conversation was when Angela mentions that they went to grad school together, and my world is shooketh. <laughs> what? I didn't go remind to grad school. What, <laughs> remind me what Ang- Angela is officially more educated than us. Um, what? Um, what did? What is? Angela do I forget is she a therapist of some sort wait she's a nurse right yeah maybe she's a nurse (laughs) no (laughs) I don't know what she does I forget anyway I I just know this guy this guy looks exactly like Jerry Springer and I couldn't get past it I thought he was kind of cute I mean for you know you're living out in the country friends not a lot of people around like friends prison relationships are a true bond, Kim. Okay? Sexless relationship. She's like, we have a true bond because we're not having sex. And that didn't make any sense to me. No, and they didn't. I think what she was trying to say is that the emotional connection, the fact that they have such an emotional connection without sex means it must be incredibly real. I don't know. But when when she said, you know, a, a, the best relationship is without sex, you could kind of see his eyes perk up. He's like, oh, then maybe well, I have we a could shot. have that. <laughs> yeah, we could have that. That's great. Why is this guy like? I want to know. I I didn't watch season one of Angela. I only watched a couple of the recaps, like Jonna and what's his name and uh, Andrea and Lamar. Like the the full like recap of the entire season, just for like one couple. I don't remember what they called it, but I didn't watch Angela. And so. Why is this dude single and why is he attracted and wants to be with Angela of all people? No idea, but I definitely feel like production like set him up on this. I don't know. Really? You think that they encouraged him to come back in and propose to her? Yeah. Yeah. It was was odd. Um, It's just like messy and weird. I think that she was not mentally prepared for it, but handled it pretty well. I thought that she turned him down reasonably gently. I mean, his whole Friend argument zone. was his argument was like, you're going to marry someone and you don't even know this Why guy, not me? but you know me. So just marry me. Hashtag I was like, romance. He is, he's a way better catch than freaking Tony. I mean, objectively, yes, but I, I mean, I kind of agree with her. There is no mystery there. I mean, he's, I don't know. He's not, (laughs) he's not like nothing about that was sexy. Right. And that's all that she cares about right now. Clearly. Yeah, that's true. She's She's all like hopped up. She's horny as hell. This guy's not bringing, he's not bringing anything sexy to the table. He's just not. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know what else about. So I I just, I, I, we already know how this is going to end up. Are you even that excited to watch it unfold? No. I'm not. 
the the one of the parts that I laughed during this weird scene where he proposes is she's like we haven't even I can't even see have us uh, or sorry I can't see us having sex wouldn't it be weird for us to have sex and she looks at him and he just like kind of stares silently and you just hear him go mm. he's like yeah probably he's like no I thought I thought he was picturing having sex with her and he was like mm, yeah. I, I, what, uh, no, no, it wouldn't be weird. <laughs> Gross. And with that, let's move on to Turd Burglar. Um, <laughs> I, okay, he collected his sperm in a baggie. Like, do we believe this is true? Uh, <clears throat> like, are you, you allowed to have like, plastic baggies? And then how does he uh, hand it? He was in ADX. It's not like they're taking pictures they, in front of the Little Mermaid yeah, scene in the like, background. Like, aren't there cameras and like prison guards and like you're behind glass? Like, I mean, I'm gonna fucking gag. Fuck. It's so gross. It's so gross. It's <sighs> barely even funny because it was so disgusting. She wanted. He wanted her to shove it in her. Ugh. Uh. As if she had a turkey baster just like in her car. Yeah, no, just fold it inside out and shove the bag up there, Kim. Like, ew, don't you understand how ew. this works? How oh, did I she didn't know? Think about that. By the way, like, how did she know that there was unviable sperm in that bag? He probably jerked it like 10 seconds before he went in there. Yeah, she was like, they're dead. I'm like, those little guys can live for like three days. A while. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. So, uh, is anyway, Josh. Jesus. Is, is Josh from Pueblo, Colorado, or is he just being paroled there? Like, how does his mom live there? They like, made it, just it seem like, like he was from there. It, it It's very ironic to me that he is put, he's from a town where one of the most high um, security prisons are in the entire country. And then he's also put into prison there because normally people are like way far away from their homes. So was this just that, seems very strange. Was that ADX? When she went yeah. over, it was yeah okay. Oh, that's that's what I think, right? I didn't. I don't know. It didn't. I don't know what ADX looks like, but I didn't like imagine it in the foothills. I kind of imagined it in the middle of like, I like the way that I I've heard of it. It sounds like it's on a mountaintop somewhere, <laughs> and you have to like hike up the mountain pass to get there, and or it's just in the middle of a, like a gigantic field where. You know, if someone escapes, you could see them from a mile away. I just didn't imagine it like in the foothills like that. Well, I I did. Now that I'm remembering a couple of weeks ago, I did cross reference the pictures um, online with the the show. So, yeah, I do, I do think she's that's where she's at. And yeah, wow. it looks like it doesn't look very mountainous. I, I don't think that they're Pueblo is like south central Colorado, I think. So maybe it's just like it's not it's, in the real, real mountains. It's definitely not in the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. But. Josh, I mean, if I were to see him on the street, I'd be like, that guy runs my local H&R block. Or like, no, that or guy he, runs yeah. the local insurance company. No, he looks like a pharmacist from the, from the 60s. Oh my God, right? Yeah. <laughs> he looks like my grandpa in his like World War II photo. Like, I, No, yeah. 100%. I think it's just like the haircut and the glasses. Maybe. He looks like very like military. Like, like he's a retired Marine that like got you know returned from the war and then opened up his all-state agency like that's who he looks yeah. like no he's, 100%. I, I, he's not bad looking you would never know. know that he's jacking off into plastic baggies and <laughs> calling you a turd burglar 100 um okay so he asked cheryl 
What did you, well, what did you think about their first meeting? You know, I, there was nothing com- like very concerning about him in this episode yet. I felt like, right. Other Except than that he... the, other than the baggy thing. But once they actually met, you know, they're kissing, they're making out. He seems like, I mean, he has kind of crazy eyes, but other than that, he doesn't say or do anything that nutty yet. Right. What did you think about his um, comment that he usually dates thicker girls or girls with meat on their bones? I didn't catch that. Yeah, I've catched it. I caught I catched it. Now I'm talking like <laughs> Josh. I caught I caught it the second time that I watched it. But so first he's like, I mean, Cheryl oh, we is need like incredibly super thin. She is. She's very, very thin. So anyone um, probably has more meat than her. That's true. Maybe he just meant someone of average weight. Yes. Um, but he he makes a comment that her back windows are not tinted. And I was just like, Because oh, we're going to be back there. Well, he's ready to show her his bedroom skills. Yeah. His bedroom Cheryl? skills are not going to be on display on a blanket in on, on like the side of a mountain, which is going to take all of 20 seconds. Do you think production scoped this sex spot or did Cheryl like pre-scope this sex spot? That's a good question. I, I, is this I do, like, I, I do believe that production probably like blocked off the road with their vans to give them uh, just, some privacy. It would have been so I, funny. Like one of these days, like one of these seasons of love after lockup, the cops are definitely going to show up and bust someone and take them into custody for indecent exposure. Like, 30 seconds after they get out of jail right that'd be so (laughs) fucking funny to me that would be funny i just like i got married in the mountains and like my wedding photographer went the day before and like scoped out all these like cool secret places for us to take photographs and i'm just like a little mini bang trip (laughs) like that's like no it's not a bang trip it was just (laughs) photography but you know i just thought like that would i could just see production doing the same thing like let's scope out all the secret mountain spots where she could take that hotel blanket and bang they fuck oh it's so disgusting is this against the law great question i don't know they never actually showed that they were in fact naked it looked like she hiked up her dress and perhaps he still had socks on. I don't on. think I'm you have sure. to be naked if you're fucking in public view. You can't prove it. I, Cameras well, didn't show them actually having true. sex. I guess that's true. Also, why didn't they just go to a hotel? She has a hotel room. She does. Go but, there. Uh, yeah. Like, is he allowed there? I don't know. They. Why wouldn't they, he be okay, allowed there? We're jumping to the next episode. Um. I'm confused why, like, this whole parole officer thing was very confusing to me. He makes it seem like, he makes, Cheryl makes it seem like he had a choice where he was going to parole, and he chose his mom's house. Like, why is she mad at him? It's it's really odd. I was really irritated about that. I'm like, he doesn't get to decide, like, where he paroles, and why would the parole officer, of course, is going to think that he's more steady and stable with his mother who lives nearby than with his girlfriend random girl that he met on the internet that he's never spent time with and her three children the woman obsessed with serial killers that takes bags of sperm from you like that yeah let's parole with her if i were a parole officer i would probably put him with his mom but like i like how he comes out he's like there's bad news and there's good news and he only delivers bad news i was like where was the good news The good news is that the parole officer is a cool dude. What? Oh, was that the good news? 
that was all the good news that he said. Mm. It was really strange. I think he expected to give the good news first um, to maybe like soften the blow, but um, not, not a good plan. What did you think about the Tina? So Tina is Josh's mom and Cheryl not getting along. Like, have they even met? I feel like, yeah, if they've met in person, it must have been on a visit to the prison. Yeah, yeah. Like that was it. I don't even understand what they could have clashed about at this point. Like, how how have they even, like, talked on the phone at all? And he can still, like, transfer his parole later down the line if he has a good reason, right? Like, let's say they do decide to get married. Then they have a case, like, we're legally married. I want to move. I don't know how long his parole is. But if it's, like, seven years, certainly he could probably get a transfer. How long is Cheryl just going to fucking leave her kids with her parents to just hang around this guy's only during the house. day. Yeah. She fucking, she fucking sucks. She does suck. Like come up on the weekends and like spend the days with him, but go work. She, who can take three months off from their job She's as an, an intervention, intervention assistant. assistant? Yeah. She needs she, an intervention. She can take months off her job, leave her kids with her parents who appear to be in ill health and Ugh. just like, hang out in Pueblo, like at a hotel and you can't even hang out with your, your fiance. It's so stupid. The kids with some of the, with specifically with Cheryl and Lacey make those storylines particularly disgusting to me. Like it's really hard when there's just multiple children at stake. And And they never even talk about them. You know, we've, we've had, storylines where people are making really stupid decisions, but the kids are still front and center in people's minds. Like one example is Sarah from love after lockup season 2.1. She (laughs) is really, really dumb and makes terrible decisions. No one should ever be around Michael, but at least like when she is of sound mind, she is thinking about her, her kids, like first and foremost. And she's in a way like you, you feel bad for her because she's trying to wrangle this idiot to be a father, right? Mm-hmm. These two make zero decisions with their children in mind at all. They act like they don't exist. They totally just have put them over in a corner and they're going to do whatever they want. And, and you know, who cares? Grandparents and, will take care of them. Why, why would Lacey think, for one second that Shane is going to be any kind of a father figure. The only thing that matters to her is that he's hot. Oh yeah. That's all she cares about. She's just, she's like a horny teenager. She hasn't even once mentioned he's kind of like, there have been some times when, when one of these people say, Oh, he's going to be such a great dad. And objectively, that's the dumbest thing you've ever heard. But she hasn't even said that on camera. She hasn't even mentioned it once. It's not even on her priority list. Not at all. I want to talk about Daniel and Lizzie. You do. I can't imagine. <laughs> I hate these two. I, there's nothing compelling about them. Like, I do like, I want to, I want to root for Lizzie or I want to want to root for Lizzie because I feel like she's working hard and she's going to school and she's an I addict agree. and she's, yeah. she's trying to better herself, but there's just nothing compelling about her. I don't know what it is. I just like can't connect with her in any way. Like, no, I, I feel well, Kim, nothing. Kim, she has, she has secrets. Oh, I'm sure she does. And we know what the secret is, right? Un- completely unique secrets that we've never seen before. Like, she's making out with one of her classmates or something. Like, what yeah. else could it be? 
We know she's not on drugs right right now. She's extremely disciplined. I just haven't even had sex. So it's not like her secret is that she had, I don't know, a secret love child with him or had an abortion or anything like that. Like there's nothing that could be crazy here other than maybe she's like back on pills. I don't know. I just don't see that though. Like if she were back on pills, she wouldn't be able to work and go to school and be so disciplined. I, well, it's just, I, there's a lot of people that are func- high functioning on these drugs. That's really? One of, yeah, of course. Like, there's millions of people that go to work and study, but they have like horrifying addictions. Eventually, it catches up to you, and people overdose. But that's one of the reasons why it's such a terrible epidemic is because you know p- painkiller addiction at, at a certain point it's the reason why people can function at all. You know. Yeah, I just it's got to be, though, that she has another guy like that's that's the only thing to me has had other guys. Right. Right. Yeah. It's been three years and she's like a teenager. So but also, I mean, yeah, I mean, the way that she is trying to play it off is that she is very busy. You know, she works at the gas station. She's studying. She says that three hundred dollars over the past. By the way, like. $300 $300 over the past three years on phone oh calls gosh. is not that much. No, Angela and Michael are spending $400 a month right. over Nigeria. Like, come on. And if $300 is a, I mean, I listen, like when I was in college, $300 is a lot of money. It's it's a lot. But over the course of three years, I mean, geez, it's a few dollars like a month working a couple days of overtime over the course of three years, like even at a gas station, like, geez. Yeah, I know. Especially if it's the love of your life, you know, I I think she's trying to make it seem like her, her not visiting him for three years was a reasonable thing. And if they're really that much in love, I don't know. It is kind of odd to me, but they live a couple states apart, so I mean it's understandable. It's a big undertaking, but and I'm sure live, that she. Wait, what do you mean they don't live a couple states apart? Well, he, she's. Uh, it seemed like it was a long drive to go. It get was a four-hour drive, oh, Idaho Falls to in... Boise. Yeah. Okay, sorry. So yeah, they they live in Idaho. It's a four-hour drive. Don't get me wrong; that's a long day. But like, you could leave at six a.m., get there at ten, spend a couple hours. You could be home by four o'clock like i yeah i mean i just assumed that she probably works weekends um that's true and can't miss a day of work if 300 bucks over three years is a big deal you probably can't miss one day of work yeah she's probably on an extremely tight budget but still like i don't know the secret thing is annoying i can't imagine sharing a super eight motel room with someone that i hated like if she her and her and daniel's mom do not seem like they hate each other she just seems like she's very involved in his recovery, which she should be. And I don't think that she really trusts her, uh, the mom. I don't think that his mom trusts her, which why would she? Which, I mean, yeah. you you've never like really seen these two in a relationship. They've been together one week out of jail and they were drunk and high the entire time. Like, yeah. what is What is redeeming about Lizzie right now? She's just, she's a student who works and she used to be an addict and I'm sure she's a nice person, but like, if you're trying to protect your son who's been in jail and is a an addict to methamphetamine of all drugs, which we know like is the, is the, the worst most difficult to to recover from, who the fuck is this chick? 
You know, it's like we always talk about with addicts on 90 Day and this show. They need to get out of prison and have a year at minimum of sobriety before they go crazy with relationships and big life changes. The best thing for Daniel would be to live with his mom, get a job, and just have the very simplest of lives for a year yeah. just to just to focus, right? Especially since he was like a teenager when him and Lizzie got together and like Yeah. He he's like never lived an adult life yet. No, no, not at all. And so that that kind of brings me to my next question like Obviously, you know, I'm always sympathetic to addicts like no matter what. Like even Matt, you know, you know. feel you feel for him because this has been his entire adult life and obviously he makes horrible decisions. He hurts other people like he steals and he fucking is a total moron. But at the core of it, he needs medical help. Daniel, it's the same thing. But you you all, you know, you still take a look at this holistically. And I'm just thinking like from Lizzie's perspective, what is attractive about him? Like what are the redeeming qualities? He's a child with face tattoos who needs medical help and is is going to be an addict for a long time hopefully he can recover but like do you see anything redeeming about this kid yet nothing he even is like so self-aggrandizing when he talks about yeah. the upside down umbrella is not for water conservation it's to catch his tears because he's alone in that place i'm like you have a mother you this have a girlfriend like what are you talking about your woman shooting herself in the head I hated cool. all of that. Cool. I'm like, I understand that you're probably bored in prison. I get it. And like, maybe there was like some, you know, political situa- situation with like taking sides among the, I don't know what it's like. But like, all of those shut up about like, nobody to catch my tears. I'm like, you have a supportive mother and girlfriend. Like that's more than a lot of people have. I know, so, right? Shut up. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Like, how how is that face tattoo of nobody to catch my tears supposed to make your girlfriend feel? Right? It's, it's and odd. also, they're just their first meeting is so awkward. He's just like, you broke my glasses. Why are uh, you laughing? Ow, Why are you shaking? Ow, you're hugging me too hard. It's, fucking... it, it's literally like the reaction my little brother had when I was like oh, you totally. know, 15 and he was 10. And he's like, stop hugging me. Nah, leave me alone. Like, no, it's what, my, legitimately it's what my a child. three-year-old does when he's having a bad day. Daddy, you're hugging me too hard. Like, that's yeah. gross. Lizzie these are is all different. these tattoos, all these fucking tattoos, if he continues his recovery, he's going to be so fucking embarrassed in like five years, right? These are absurd. I hope the guy can grow a beard because he's not employable with that neck tattoo. What did it say? Like, I know the first word was bloody. Loves, oh, wait. Bloody Valentine. It, oh, Cool. Look, if Jeanti from Marrying Millions can't get rid of her dragon tattoo with all the fucking money she has, Daniel is definitely not going to be able <laughs> to get rid of these face tattoos. Those are for life. So think why about would you, that. Okay, why would you want to get rid of a dragon tattoo? <laughs> it's on her boob to start. And? It sounds like <laughs> I don't see what the issue is here. Lizzie is different. She's not drugged up. Yeah. Well, she actually seems excited to see him. She's so pumped to see this kid. 
And then I got a great screenshot of Lizzie saying that Daniel's goofy looking and he's just like, and she's like, I hope we have sex tonight. And he's just, they like the editing. Aren't you going to be in a hotel room with your mom or like in your mom's house? She hates his face tattoos though. She says they're gross. Well, yeah, it says like bloody Valentine and you have a, a tattoo of someone shooting themselves in the head and stabbing themselves in the face. Like what's to like? Uh, yeah, I'm not feeling horny after looking at it. I'll tell you that. And like if that wasn't enough, I'm sure it's super attractive to have him freaking out about his mom, like driving the speed limit on a road and there's bumps in it. That was so weird. It's Do one thing. Th- to- I feel like he's just exaggerating. Nobody else has said that. I mean, uh, I understand that feeling the motion of a vehicle after, you know, a few years is probably a little bit weird at first, maybe even like nauseating. But having that freak out, it's either bullshit and him just being overdramatic or he has developed like a serious anxiety problem in jail. Yeah. And I'm just scared for them. And if that's the case, he's definitely going to go back to drugs. Right. That's what I was going to say. Like, if they're not really careful and if they don't manage him properly and give him structure and like a schedule, he's going to compensate for that anxiety by doing pills or drugs again, for sure. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's move on to Vince and Amber there. This is going nowhere. Good. No. Vince is a crockpot guy, a self-proclaimed <laughs> crockpot guy. He doesn't know how to use the grill. Look, Which means he doesn't know how to cook. That's what that means. Look, I am all about hashtag me too, whatever, feminism and that. But like I do, this is totally on me. I do expect my husband to know how to fucking grill meat. I'm sorry. I know that's sexist. <laughs> I know it is. It's just me. It's probably my Midwestern upbringing. But I remember my friend one time, we were at a 4th of July cookout at her boyfriend's house, and her boyfriend asked my husband to grill the meat because he, quote, unquote, didn't know how to grill. And I was horrified. Mortified horrified. for him. Yeah. I mean, I you was never like, spoke oh. to him again, right? No, I didn't. Literally, I never <laughs> did. And then she broke up with him. I was like, thank God. I mean, who has somebody over to their house? They have a group of people over, and then they're like, oh, by the way, I don't know how to work this grill, so can one of you... And they own it. They own you the own grill. This. And they yeah. <laughs> That's. I mean, that's part of the reason why my wife and I are married, is because of my cooking skills, my grilling skills. My dad passed it down to me, and I'll pass it down to my son. And look, I'm not saying that women can't know how to grill well either. That's totally acceptable as well. But like, if you own a grill... Like, know how to use it. My wife is great at grilling. Like, like, grilling is just like cooking anything else. Each individual thing that you cook on the grill is a little bit different, right? You can't just say, I know how to grill. Well, what does that mean? Do you know how to make burgers? Or do you, you like, do a steak on the grill? Like, it's all a little bit different. My wife is great at certain things, but she just hasn't tried, you know, grilling a giant steak on the grill and stuff like that. Or, you know, you know what I mean? I I don't grill steaks because, again, my husband has that skill and there's no need to double up in the household. But he is not a crockpot man. (laughs) That's that's my domain, I guess. Um, Crockpot just means you put stuff in, you press buttons. Yes. So, but this is, okay. Amber wants red meat. So Vince makes her shrimp and pork 
and steak. I'm like, you realize that only one of those is red meat, right? Like, <laughs> um, I was surprised. That, well, one thing that, that she said was that they only get chicken on the bone once a month. And that Ugh. was kind of surprising to me just because, like, it's – I guess they just – try to feed them the cheapest shit that they possibly can and while keeping them alive. But I feel like you could get chicken pretty cheaply. That's barely fit for human consumption. Oh no. Like I think in the prisons, like they say that the, the level of meat that is provided is on par with dog food. Yeah, no, it's it's nasty. I'm sure it's horrible. Yeah, no, I don't think you're you're definitely not getting chicken legs. Yeah. The fact that they get I'm it once surprised a month, they get it that often. Really? So what they yeah. just fade them like a vegetarian like I feel rice like they give them the corn. cheapest no like the cheapest ground chuck of all the intestines and everything that nobody else will eat just ground into some weird stateless meat. That that's what I imagine would be the only meat that they would get. Great. I know that's gross. I'm sorry. I know it is disgusting, but Yeah. I mean, she said that it would be written on the box fit for human consumption. Like, that's... Look, well, I in... mean, listen, like, any time that there's prison reform suggested in the U.S., there's definitely a contingent of people that get up in arms that, you know, you're treat- you're coddling prisoners. Like, remember, like, back in the 80s, there was this big news story about, like, prisons have TVs, so they just get to sit around and watch TV all day? And now that's commonplace because... They've realized, like, okay, you can either have TVs or you can have people punching each other in the face and right. each other <laughs> with chairs and shit. Like, you can have people shanking each other. Right. And so at a certain point, I suspect, like, okay, you don't need to feed them, like, filet mignons in prison, but there's a balance between, you know, nutrition and medical costs down the road, especially if you have people that are long-term incarcerated. If you're feeding them garbage, you're just going to incur, like, more doctor and medical costs later, right? Well, there's a lot of stories about that as well, where medical attention is also something else. But let's not go down that rabbit hole. Let's talk about Vince's eyebrows. They are <laughs> really beginning to concern me. Are they like taped to his face? Like That's the did, thing that concerns you about Vince. <laughs> did you see A Star is Born, like the most recent one with Lady Gaga? No. Did you see it? I don't watch movies. I don't watch bummer movies. That's not a bummer movie. The first half is great. Okay, it looks like so a bummer. There is a scene in that movie where Lady Gaga's like at it's like where her and Bradley Cooper meet and she's like at a cabaret like type place and she's has these taped on eyebrows. Well, that that's is what sad. Vince's eyebrows that reminds me sounds of. Sounds like a bummer to me. <laughs> Amber doesn't want to work out with Vince. And can I just say, I do not understand why any man would want his freaking girlfriend to work out with him. This is my worst fucking nightmare. If my boyfriend, if my boyfriend, if my husband or any past boyfriend had asked me to work out with him, which I did have one in college. He's like, Oh no, come, come to the gym with me. And I was like, fuck, you know, I will not. I'm not interested. Like, no. Why? Why do you want to work out with your significant other? I don't understand. Horrible. Terrible. My husband coming to yoga with me sounds horrific. My wife has never asked me to go to yoga, Pilates, bar class, anything like that. First of all, even if there wasn't a weird like husband, like husband, wife, like invading my personal me time type thing associated with this, you do not want to see me like sweaty <laughs> and gross and just like wearing workout clothes. It's just bad. 
This is not a good look for me just in general. So, I mean, I've asked my wife to come on like a jog with me. Um, we'll go, yeah, but, like hiking together. Like, well, a jog specifically for the purpose of exercise. I think hiking is a different thing where you're like in nature and, you know, you're having a conversation. But that is the most I've ever done. Um, and even then, I don't even ask anymore because it's fucking like me time. I want to listen to music and just zone out. I don't want to have to have like a conversation or I'm when, when I am in the mode of jogging, which hasn't been for a while, but when I do go on jogs, like I don't want to have to keep the same pace as my wife who may be at a different level than me, either positive or negative. Right. It's just totally. all around. Like even if she went to the gym, like Vince is a fucking gym guy. Like, let's just say there's no weird sweaty stuff going on or, <laughs> and there's no like just personal space awkwardness thing. Vince is a fucking military blockhead. Like, this is what Polish father-in-law assumed that Marcelino was going to be like, right? When, when, when he first saw Marcelino, Polish father-in-law was like, this Marine blockhead doesn't know how, you know, he, he just assumed he was a dummy because he just has this kind of vacant look in his eyes. That is Vince, for sure. There is nothing else there. And I think that's why Vince is so upset about this, because his life is working out. He's got nothing else going on. The dude has never had a girlfriend. He doesn't know how to communicate. He, there's just fumes in that head of his. And he just can't relate. He, he feels like he probably can't relate to Amber in any other way other than pumping iron or something. Yeah, it's so strange. Like, he's just like... I'm totally fine doing bike he rides. Like, like he doesn't know hiking. how to communicate. He can't even like listen to her about this. Like listen to her words. She does not want to do it. Sorry, go go ahead. No, I, it's just it it it's irritating. Like you're he. The only reason that Vince wants Amber to come work out with him is so he can show off. Can we just be honest? Like he knows that he's really strong. He can do the push-ups with the clapping in between. And he wants to Amber to see him and be like, Oh, now I want to have sex with you. Like that's what he wants to happen. Whereas like, it's going to end up like a Patrick and Miriam situation from before the 90 days season two, where it's or season one, where it's just like, he's like, come to, come to my MMA boxing gym and look how tough I am. And then she's just like annoyed the whole time, and he's yeah. and she's like, "Stop molesting me at the gym!" Like, it, I didn't see just it. Nothing sexy about this. I no, I stop. Agree. She doesn't want to do CrossFit with you, dude. I didn't really see it that way. I mean, I I agree that that's definitely a possibility, but I don't even think Vince thinks that far ahead, or you know, is is trying to be tactical about this. I honestly just think it's the only thing in his life that he feels good at and he is desperately trying to relate to her about something yeah that's probably true what did you think about the shopping scene this is like pretty woman except like the store is very strange and the shopping attendant is very unexpected it's like an older like maybe a middle-aged gentleman um and he is selling ladies clothes and trying to give her fashion advice and that it was, was just odd. really hilarious and of course the first thing amber says to him is i just got out of prison because that must be in these people's contracts <laughs> yep have when you go to a clothing store like uh, this is a foreign thing to me when you go to clothing stores i might get a lot of hate for this or people laughing at me do attendants come up to you and just start randomly suggesting clothes no. 
Okay. No. That that was really strange to me, right? Like he doesn't know anything about her, what her like fashion sense is, and he just like randomly goes up to a dress and says, "You should wear this." And she's like, "Um, no, that's not like my style at all." That just seemed really bizarre. Especially it's like maybe if you're in an extreme like if you're in the Nordstrom like suiting department, yeah. That's a different like, thing. That's yeah, different. Like, but, but like when you're just in some like random store like shopping for everyday clothes, like no. But even in Nordstrom or or any kind of suit place when they're talking to you about what what you're about to buy, like they ask you like what your preferences are. They ask you like yes. what your size is. What are you is. looking like, for? What do you, do you like? Do you want a three piece or do you want like, you know, how many what what kind of button style do you like like they actually ask a lot of questions before they start randomly pulling things off the shelves <laughs> they these two are gonna break up can we just say oh this is awful yeah it's, this it's is so super, hard to watch this is and super mainly cringe. it's not that amber doesn't just want to not only does amber not want to work out with vince she doesn't want anything to do with him and she gets angry because she just doesn't want to be around him ever at all I agree. Like, there's there's no connection here whatsoever. It's really bizarre. I wonder how many... Um, do you know how many episodes this extended season t- 2.75 is? <laughs> Zero idea. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about LaMondre and Andrea. So, they were not in oh, yeah. last week, but this week we see her at the studio. I wonder if River was there. Um, but she's wearing sunglasses inside. Uh, it's my favorite part about this. She's with... I think his name is Junior Boy, uh, one of Lamondre's friends that was in jail with him. And, you know, he's he's recording his tracks. And Andrea says, is talking to him about how Lamondre has an attitude. I was like, he's kind of threatening to kill you last week. <laughs> but, yeah. okay, we'll just call it having an attitude. That's You can call that an attitude. Um, <laughs> that's one this- way of... That's one way of describing Lamondre. <laughs> this whole scene made literally no sense to me. They like call him and he doesn't apologize. He just admits that he was a little crazy last week. And then all of a sudden everything's okay. And I don't oh, know why great. Junior Boy was involved in this makeup or intervention. It was very strange. Junior Boy was just there to try to maybe make it seem like Lamondre isn't as crazy. He just gets frustrated being in prison. You know, totally relatable. I, it's yeah. just very strange. And then it's the only so, other... It, like when, when she's like in her ITM and she's just talking about how when LaMondre is going to get out, I just think about being happy and wealthy and traveling. And I'm like, if you if that actually comes to pass, like you realize that you're doing all of that with drug money. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't seem to connect those dots at all. Like all of LaMondre's wealth that he's accumulated has come at the expense of other people like 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 daniel right kind of you know what i mean yeah i yeah i don't necessarily think drugs should be classified the way that they are and like all the laws are sensible but if you're that class of drug dealer even if you don't commit any other crimes you are still making a huge impact on people's lives in a negative way and andre Andrea seems to have no qualms or or concern about that at all. She's just happy that flowers show up via UPS every week. This is a woman that sells stolen sunglasses online, Kyle. That's true. 20 convictions. (laughs) 
Yeah, but I agree. It's gross. Um, The dress shopping, though, like, she has a $3,000 budget. I was like, that's a pretty big budget for a wedding dress. That's one of the higher budgets on this. That's probably the highest budget on all of Love After Lockup, right? I haven't seen anything over $300, let alone $1,000. So, yeah, it was pretty crazy. 90 Day Fiance, it's one of the higher budgets. Oh, for sure. What did Colt Larissa spend? A hundred bucks at Goodwill? Easily. Yeah. So LaMondre wants to get married immediately, which again is very strange. And, you know, Andrea convinces her mother that he has definitely changed. And I'm like, nobody knows that he's changed. Even LaMondre doesn't know that he's changed. He's been in jail. <sighs> yeah. What also, evidence can I, is there that he's changed? He just not, like screamed at you that he was going to basically beat the shit out of you, and don't t- I'm going to get thug on you like when you get when he gets out. He's definitely not getting out. Didn't right? apologize. There's no way. No. Okay. So that's the other thing. The major fraud with the storyline is 48 hours until he gets out. This cannot be true. We have like verified on the website or whatever. He's not even up for parole for a few more years. Like there's just this. Six he's getting more, out in 48 right? hours. Yeah, it was like several years. I just think I call frauding on this. I don't even understand why it's on the table that he's getting out because it says his parole date isn't like you said his par- his eligibility for parole isn't until 2026 yeah so exactly i don't i don't understand this storyline at all i think that she's pretty entertaining but and her sister just like the sister that went to the dress shopping yeah tiffany and her friend chiquita cracking up on the first episode just the looks and they did a little flashback this episode the looks that she gives her when she's talking about lamandre is just like abject disgust and it her her like disgust face is really hilarious to me but she's um just like kind of irredeemably gross you know what yeah. i mean just the, her her lack of remorse i mean again she has kids too um never really have been brought up since the first episode no nope. just yeah. i forgot she had kids honestly yeah I, I don't really have any... I mean, we didn't get a whole lot of them. We just got the studio scene, which was very confusing, and then the wedding dress shopping scene. Um, I feel like they're stretching it out because he doesn't get out, and there's not yeah, going to be much here other than Nothing's going to happen. I feel like Angela and Tony and LaMondre and Andrea, like nothing's going to happen with either of these. Totally. Yeah, We've seen it, the last of Tony. I guarantee that's the only time he was filmed. We have. I don't. I can't recall any other preview scenes that show him at all. No, it's her crying in the wedding dress shopping store, and that's it. Game over. That's it. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about with the? I felt like this week just not a whole lot happened. Last week had a few like really funny pieces, but um, people were kind of losing like, their minds about the plastic baggie. <laughs> well, yeah, that was uh, that speaks for itself, though. I don't need. I don't think we need to go into it much deeper than we did. No. Um, honestly, like after skipping last week, I mean, I don't know. I kind of am glad we did. What do you think? I mean, if the if the season continues to go this way, I mean, the first couple episodes were jam packed full of gold, but these last two weren't that like packed, other than some really bizarre moments. If it's like this, maybe we'll just convert to doing it every other week because there wasn't a ton to talk about here. And these people are vapid, dumb, unsympathetic. I have a hard time rooting for any of them. 
like unlike Brittany and Marcelino last season, I don't feel like I connect to any of these people. I don't really sympathize other than the drug stuff. And I don't know. They just all seem really dumb or weird or awkward. And uh, I don't know. I feel like maybe every other week is probably the right way to go about this season. I, you know, I hate to be negative about the shows that we cover, but I'm like, I do feel like I said, I, I woke up this morning and I thought, what did, I don't remember what happened. And it's because when you don't care about any of the people you either have to, for reality TV to work, you either have to really, really dislike them. Like that's why I did remember what happened with Lacey because I dislike her so much. Or you have to like really be rooting for them. Like Tiff or not Tiffany. I'm sorry. Like Brittany last season, I was really rooting for her. Real still really root for her. Really like her. There's nobody that I really, I want to want to like Amber more, but so far I just like haven't been given a reason. And Lizzie too. Like, I feel like she's trying to get her shit together. I feel like she's the character that I should want to root for. I don't know if it's the editing or just these people are not compelling in general, but there's just nobody that I care about. We even rooted for Clint and Tracy. Oh, for sure. And that was, people, Clint was a character, man. These people are, I don't know. There's something, they're not funny. You know what I mean? They're like not some, funny. Sometimes they say really bizarre stuff like the baggy comment and turd burglar where like you laugh, but you're not laughing because they are funny people. You're laughing because like, what the fuck? Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't endear you to them in any way. So not like, at all. I, I, I understand what you're saying about not wanting to like rip on the shows that we cover. But on the other hand, we're not here to be Matt Sharp fanboys either. I, no, I, exactly. I'm always going to call this like I see it. And even even Marcelino was on Instagram talking about how he thinks this season sucks. Maybe yeah. that was just trying to make himself and his season look better. But um I kind of agree just in terms of the storylines. I mean, the only storyline where you kind of hated everyone was the, the thruple last season, right? And you still kind of felt bad for Sarah, but her choices just, it's hard to sympathize. And we still had funny parts of that too, like that. And we had interesting ancillary characters. We had B, we had Megan's parents. Um, you know, we, I don't know. I felt like there were some other ancillary characters to that that were interesting i've got nothing here even with britney that's why britney and marcelino's story was the best by far for me because we had amanda we had bunky did we hate bunky did we like bunky there was a lot of division you need those types of divisions yeah i know i know we are divided (laughs) on this and we will continue to be but i just it it it, yeah i'm just not getting the feels this season and remember the first the very first episode of the season, I was like, damn, Matt Sharp is bringing it. And I thought it was so good. It was and so maybe I just hyped it up too much. With, I, you know, you said you either have to like hate these people with a passion or feel something for them. I neither hate them nor like them, but I also think there's a third option, which is what episodes one and two were, which is kind of overwhelm you with activity overwhelm overwhelming shock (laughs) yeah and that's what the first couple episodes were and we've lost that in episodes three and four i'm not sure you can get it back because this seems to happen every first couple episodes of these shows right and you either have 
you either grow to like these people and see that they're compelling characters or they just get more and more boring and you lose more and more interest like 90 day with like Caesar, right? Like the first episode, you're like, holy shit, this is going to be weird. And now we just, nobody cares at all. Yeah. What happens to him? Well, I think that's a wrap for today then. Um, I will see what happens next week, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm still curious to see. I mean, the only person that I think is kind of funny, but I still don't care is Andrea. I think that it's, I think some of their scenes are hilarious, but I just, I don't, there's nothing to like about her. Angela and Tony don't care. We've said that from the beginning. Don't care. Lizzie, like, yeah, I agree with you. Like, girl's working hard. She used to be an addict. She's trying to get her shit together, but she is not funny, interesting, compelling at all. Zero here. And Daniel is so unlikable. I just don't get it at all. Um, Vincent and Amber, there's, it's cringy, but kind of funny. Lacey, I absolutely detest her. So I I still have hope for some of the scenes that they've teased coming up. Like I'm curious to see what the Sean and or the John and Shane like meeting up scene is like. But other than that, I'm not really sure like what else is here. So yeah, me neither. We're gonna cover it. We might convert it to every other week though if it does. If not much happens because this podcast would have been like 35 minutes if we had you know done this or we just do shorter episodes. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll probably see you next week. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.